Welcome to 5x5 Crypto. Each week, we cover the so what of five crypto developments in about five minutes. My name is Afo, and I'm interested in crypto. Like and subscribe on Substack, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. I think you'll enjoy this week's episode. Let's go. Hey, how's it going? They say history does not repeat itself, but it rhymes. Well, today, Hurricane Ida hit the Louisiana coast on the 16th anniversary of Hurricane Katrina. Let me tell you, I have been through a couple hurricanes and they can be awfully devastating. Ida seems especially nasty, a category 4 hurricane. My thoughts and prayers are with those who are directly impacted by this. For this week's episode, I'm taking a deeper look at three stories, not the usual five. I think you'll enjoy it. Let me know how it goes. News. Number one, cultured eats finance. So Visa dropped $150,000 on NFT this week. Here's a pic in, the, in their email attachment. Look, they are the first company to buy an NFT. But why does this matter? The internet brought us new services, new products and careers like email and Twitter and social media influencers. And I think the crypto age is going to do the exact same thing. Now, in 2001, I could not have imagined myself sleeping happily in a stranger's bed. Yet 20 years on, I am a happy Airbnb guest. So with technology, it's important to keep an open mind and with crypto, remember, it's just early days. Look, NFTs have been on a tier lately. There were over $2.5 billion of sales of NFTs in the first half of this year. And over a million pieces of NFT art have been sold. That's crazy. So let's go back to Visa. Visa believes that NFTs could play a role in the future of commerce. They didn't just drop some cash. Visa also wrote a 17-page white paper about their thesis. Essentially, they believe that every brand and company will create and or acquire NFTs. I love that they're exploring and they're positioning themselves to help their clients. I mean, for them, they said they needed to go through the process of actually buying an NFT so they could advise others and explore this, you know. I think this is something that's quite worthy. I'm going to dig some more into NFTs myself. But here's what I know. NFTs connect to culture. So NFTs, they cut across visual arts, music, sports, gaming, and more. NFTs allow fans to own a piece of sports history. That's like the whole thing behind the NBA Top Shot. NFTs enable collectors to have an immutable record of ownership. That's critical, you know? And then NFTs are good for creators. Like creators could earn royalties on successive resale. That's a game changer. And lastly, NFTs could enable gamers to own assets in a game, then move and sell them elsewhere. And you know, remember a couple months ago, back in the heyday of Clubhouse, there were rooms full of hundreds of people trying to learn about NFTs. The thing is that this wasn't the usual tech route. Many of these people were actually creators, collectors, and fans who were new to the crypto world. Culture, not finance or technology brought them over. It was culture. And so the race is on to see whether culture or finance or technology will onboard the next 100 million users. Let's go.
Number two, crypto and sports match made in heaven. Look, there's been an ongoing love fest between crypto and sports and it just continues to bloom. The top draft picks of the NFL and the NBA have signed endorsement deals with crypto companies and they will be paid in Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. FTX has also gotten naming rights to the Miami Heat Arena. Crypto.com will be sponsoring F1. But right now, I think sports tokens is where the fun is at, at this crypto sports nexus. So in soccer, major teams like Arsenal, AC Milan and Barcelona have issued digital tokens which can be sold to fans and treated like an asset. I like it. I mean, you can think about it like ownership of sport teams is really a, a game that's really for verified company. Essentially, you have to be a billionaire to actually own a sports team. And so what's the average diehard fan to do? Tokens might be the answer, right? So tokens enable fans to signify their devotion to a team. Think about it like a digital jersey. And in exchange, teams let token owners have a small say in how the team is run. So Juventus token holders voted on the song to be played when a goal is scored. And maybe in the future, token holders might have a say on the jersey a team plays in, or a player selection. I mean, that would be wild, right? You also have to remember the context we're operating in right now. So with COVID-19 social distancing, ticket sales have tumbled. And as a result, this has probably affected team revenue for various sports. And so the 40 soccer teams in Europe who have issued tokens, they earned $200 million in additional revenue from token sales. That's pretty good for additional side hustle that you didn't actually you know, plan for a couple of years ago, right? Good. So like the, the thing you have to keep in mind though is that the value of tokens can go up and down like stocks. And this week, there were rumors that Cristiano Ronaldo was gonna move to Manchester City and that sent the value of the tokens up like 25%. But then, Ronaldo is changing his mind apparently and it looks like he's going to end up in Manchester United instead. Crazy. The key thing though is this. Tokens are enabling fans to learn a bit about the crypto ecosystem without even really trying, right? It's culture and sports bringing them in. And I'm going to say culture is eating finance and I'm putting sports in culture. Number three, stable coins. Will the rose by another name still smell as sweet? Look, in Nigeria, we see something like along the lines of lightning does not strike the same place twice. Nah, something is brewing. These were my sentiments when two leading stablecoin issuers made announcements in as many days. Now, the value of stablecoins, unlike cryptocurrencies, are pegged to another commodity. So, for example, this means that like a US dollar backed stablecoin will always equal to one dollar. Now the two largest stable two largest stablecoins, Tether and Circle, have published their reserves and basically indicated that they were not one hundred percent cash and cash equivalent. This week, Circle announced its intention to move from sixty one percent cash and cash equivalent to one hundred to one hundred percent cash and cash equivalent by September. That's great. The following day, Paxos, the issue of the Paxos dollar, announced two things. The first, it was rebranding Paxos dollar's moniker from PAX to USDP, right? Definitely not inspired by USDC. <laughs> and then the second was, 
is reaffirmed that it actually holds 100% cash reserves. So back to the lightning striking the same place twice. I think this is all related to Facebook. Like Facebook has really struggled to launch a digital currency payment system for the last couple of years. They've had a lot of leadership people leave. They've gotten so much regulatory scrutiny. I mean, everyone's been on their case. But recently, this past week, leadership at Facebook uh, Financial has indicated that its digital wallet could be launched before the end of the year. Okay, that's interesting. Now, Facebook has reportedly had conversations with both Circle and Paxos about partnering on a stablecoin. That's a huge prize, massive prize. I mean, Facebook has almost 3 billion monthly active users. That's insane. It has already launched WhatsApp in India and Brazil, and it could grow a really formidable payments business across its Facebook, WhatsApp, and Instagram properties. But I expect that they will face a lot of regulatory scrutiny. I'm actually wondering um, how this is going to shake out because it's just so big. It's more powerful almost than any single governmental body. Tweet of the week. Too long been rated. Basically, it's not too late to begin investing today. That is the tweet. <laughs> Things that I'm excited to read. So there are two things I want to highlight this week. The first, DeFi, the Future of Finance. So this is a new book written by a trio of a Jeep uh, B-School professor, a venture capitalist, and a DeFi founder. And the book was actually recommended by um, one of our loyal readers. So thank you so much for sending that email. Um, now, the authors argue that the current financial landscape is just ripe for disruption. And we are seeing in real time the reinvention of finance. I mean. This is exactly the kind of stuff I think about it a lot. So I'm really excited to dive into this book. Now the book also conducts a deep dive into some of the most innovative protocols in the DeFi space like Uniswap and Compound. I think this book is actually aimed more at like the traditional financial system. And again, I think it's a great book. I haven't read it yet, but I think it's probably a good book for like, you know, people who work in banks to get their hands on as they want to learn about DeFi. Okay, number two, Consensus DeFi Report. So Consensus is the leading blockchain technology company that develops tools and enterprise solutions of Ethereum. Now, if you've ever used a MetaMask wallet, you are their customer. <laughs> and you know, they've also partnered with JP Morgan to develop their own crypto solution. Now, Consensus publishes a quarterly report on the state of DeFi. And the Q2 2021 report is out, so here's a link to that. That's all I have for this week. Thanks for coming for the ride. I hope you'll join us again next time. Be safe.